Yeah. How are you signing up for tickets? I always want to see Katie's backyard. I don't know. Libby's got enough space to hold that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, last caravan stop tonight. Uh, OKC at the Omni. Beautiful uh, hotel and event center. A lot of good stuff going on downtown. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So uh, that's going to be a good time. And dare I say, Tyler, that we'll have Coach Venables sometime this hour. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm. Um, I'm really nervous, man, because I feel like I've, you know, really promoted a couple interviews in the past couple weeks, and they haven't happened. You know, for three days I was like, we're gonna have balls in Houston. No big deal. Boss is going to come by in Houston. It's going to be awesome. And Boss was at the VIP thing with Coach Vittables. I don't blame him. He'd rather hang out with them Brit with Brit than hang out with us in the hot sun. And then uh, yesterday, but no, um, Coach Vittables had something going on yesterday. That's cool. I appreciate Mike Halk and Brit Vittables making it happen today. Supposed to be next segment at three twenty, and uh, I, I'm going to confirm it, Teddy. I, I'm locking it down. We will talk to Coach Vittables next segment. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Um, we got some interesting stuff out there. We had some kickoff times revealed, and they moved us from Thursday night. I guess that's kind of the big thing today is uh, in whenever we're talking Oklahoma football, they, uh, they moved us from Thursday night. What do you think the reasoning behind that is? I have no idea. Um, it's it's got to be TV times. It has to be TV times. Now, it's either going to be on Fox or FS1. But it is strange that after being announced as a Thursday game for a while now, they move it back Long now. Time. TV TV is the only thing that I think could move a game back like that, right? Yeah. And I don't – I guess I don't know – I don't know the reason why you'd move it back. Um, I mean, there will be an NFL game on that night, but they would have known that before they scheduled it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I thought it was really weird, and frankly, I was pissed about it. <laughs> I know you uh, are. I know you uh, are. Oh, man. Very, very uh, self-centered approach of looking at it like, hey, two weekends off, short week on, uh, you know, on one week, and then you got, or you got the bye week, and then you got the short week. Leaves you two open weekends, baby. Middle of the season. Yeah. You can't ask for anything better than that. Yeah. Um, is that – does moving the game back two days change your opinion at all about the tricky game that could happen in Ames? No. Not None at all? Okay. No. I asked Parker the same thing, and I was like, I don't know why, but I, I feel – a little bit better at that game, moving it from Thursday to Saturday. But, I, I mean, it's going to be a rowdy house regardless. It could be a Tuesday afternoon, and they'll pack that place for an OU game, I guess. Now, hang on. You said from they moved it from Thursday to Friday. It's Thursday to Saturday. Thursday to Saturday. Yeah, Thursday to Saturday. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the – now, if you would have had a game the week before and then you had to play on a short week – I, I think that there would be cause for concern that, hey, short week, going into a team that is going to be really good but probably not going to be given much, much credit, you know, preseason. But by the time you play them where that game is, you're going to know what they're all about. It's not like they're going to sneak up on you at that point. And as tough as they've played you recently, I think it would be good to overvalue them. So, um 
I, I just I didn't think the way that the that Thursday game was set up that it would have been an issue. But I guess you never know like what your what your injury situation is or, or whatever, but I don't I honestly don't think it's gonna make a difference. And frankly, I think the fan base and I could be wrong on this, I think the fan base would have preferred a Thursday night game if it's in Ames and there's not very many people from Oklahoma going to it is a Thursday night easier to watch that game than like an 11 a.m. on Saturday I don't know let's ask them 405-651-3439 I didn't I didn't hear or see a lot of people on the text line have any sort of opinion on that at all yeah I feel like most people like I don't know, because the game is so far away. Like maybe most people don't care right now. Maybe they will closer, but I don't right. know. Text line, let us know. Answer Teddy's question, 405-651-3439. I, I guess the only downside that I see, and this is very, very minimal, and again, it may not make a difference at all, but Baylor may be the best team that you play all year long. You don't have that couple of extra days of preparation for that game like you would have with the Thursday night game. But again, right. that may be very, very minimal. Right. Yeah, I mean that that stuff will be done during the bye week. You know, you'll start you'll start prepping um you'll start prepping early for some of the the games down the stretch there, getting some work in on those, but uh, all in all, I don't think it's that that big of a factor. I mean, I it would have been nice to have I think the biggest thing is it would have been high, nice to have what three extra days for anyone that's got some bumps and bruises to get back to to feeling full strength or or whatever after the the Iowa State game on a Thursday but you know at that point in the season everyone's going to be pretty should be pretty calloused anyways and you would think that that's not going to be that big of a factor but you never know we may be saying you know the week of the game like my goodness we really wish this thing would have been on Thursday or we may be saying Thank God it's on Saturday, and we get a couple of extra days to get someone back. Uh, maybe Dylan Gabriel. You just never know, I guess, at this point. So, really, not that big of a factor. Other than, like I said, uh, a very self-centered approach by me. What's new? Wanting I, I the two weekends off. That don't surprise anyone. <laughs> Text line says I'd rather watch it on a Saturday. I've got Saturdays in the fall totally blocked off, of course, but it's not a huge deal. Terry and Edmund prefer Saturday at 11 a.m. Super early riser here. Rather it be on Saturday than Tuesday. I love it in all caps. We play on Thursday night that week at Lawton. Wouldn't have been able to watch it. Uh, Peyton says uh, he wants yeah. 11 a.m. on Saturday. So, yeah. I, yeah. Sa- I guess that, Saturdays that, that for does college make football, sense. Man. Yeah, it does make sense. If you've got kids and – you know, work schedule, obviously, it can make it difficult during the weekday. So, yeah, I get that. Uh, that makes sense to me. So, I was, I, I will say, though, that I was kind of surprised by it. Um, <laughs> says, seemed weird. <laughs> Sorry, Greg from Lawton says, all hell, we just got the McComas master lock on Coach V at 320. So, that means we'll try to get him on air in <laughs> August before fall practice starts. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. My favorite thing of our show is whenever you bring it back in from commercial when there's supposed to be a guest there and i can tell by the inflection in your voice that we do not have the guest holding which is it's i yeah. love it 
did the uh, 45 <laughs> seconds of bumper music before I rolled in give it away yesterday? Well, no, because typically when the bumper music is rolling long, I I know that you're, you've either called them or they said, hey, like giving you some special instructions, call me on a landline. Typically that means you've had some type of communication going on, so you 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 fooled me yesterday. Yeah. All right, Mr. Self-Centered, I'm guessing you love the 11 a.m. kickoff in Lincoln. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's like, – I'm more upset. I'm, I'm more upset at the home 11 a.m. kicks than I am the road 11 a.m. kicks. I, I like the home later kicks because I think it's better – for like the community the bars the restaurants the hotels all of that stuff that's why i prefer the later kicks at home on the road when it's not that big of a direct impact on us i it really doesn't it, it really doesn't bother me yeah the sense. point i made yeah 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 and, and, and it's pro- i think I, it's better when you're a road team anyways because I think it takes some of the hostility out of that environment. Although we've had this conversation that we we feel like our team plays better in those big environments. And do you think Nebraska is unique to that because they have such uh, old fans that they're actually the rowdiest at 11 a.m. compared to 7 p.m.? We may be going to the rowdiest environment ever at Nebraska at 11 a.m. Their fans have been up for six hours, Teddy. Right. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I'm uh, – I'm with you. I it's. I think I'm. This is sad that I'm asking you, the guy that was ten years old at the time. Wasn't the game uh-huh. when I played there in '01 an 11 a.m. kick? It felt like morning to me. Cold morning. Show, show some respect. I was not ten. I was eleven during that time. Oh, okay. But uh, yes, I do believe that it was. Golly, was that back-to-back 11 a.m. OU Nebraska kicks? And I don't remember anyone, I'm sure there were, but I don't remember, like, the big storyline being like, oh, one verse two, one verse three, whatever, and it's 11 a.m., this is criminal, the Big 12 sucks. Yeah, it is interesting. A little bit different perspective. What, what, in 01, it had to be, was it top five, two verse three, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, because you were undefeated, and I think yeah, Nebraska was undefeated as well, right? So I think it it may have been a one verse two in in one or one verse three, yeah. back to back, close to it. Boy, what a uh, what a divergence those two programs have taken. But I don't know. I I still oh, yeah. believe there's I still believe it's going to be a tough Nebraska team. I do. Uh, you know they're they're physically tough. They've lost some guys defensively, um, no doubt about that. They're going to have a different offense. Um, you know, coach Coach Venables has familiarity with the Whipple offense, played against it uh, when they're at Pitt. So it's going to be weird to see. And I know that they're not the triple option team, but this is going to be an air it out type of Nebraska, a little bit different than uh, even what we saw last year. Kind of a heavy personnel. Uh, type of uh, game plan from them so it's gonna be interesting yeah 11 a.m man if you want to wake everyone up just let roy williams make the same play that he did on the what second play of the game in 01 where it sounded like a car crash that'll that'll wake everyone up in lincoln 
little lead option to the Endover side. Yeah, it was great. Um, that was awesome play. Set the tone early in that game. That was a fun game. Too bad we lost it. Pathetic. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you say? You want to hit a quick timeout? Coach Vittables on the other side? Yeah. Let's All right. do it. Coach Let's V on the other quick side. Quick Yeah, Tyler's up there at the uh, Sooner Caravan. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. I-44 exit 107. We've got happy hour going from 3 to 6 every day here at the Front Row Sports Bar. Stay tuned. It is the rush on the ref. We are the homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, live at the Omni Hotel, getting you ready for the OU Coaches Caravan. Set to get underway for a, at 6.30 tonight. Jitty Baranchek, Porter Moser, Britt Venables all going to be here. I am the jinx of all jinx, Teddy. <laughs> we do not have Brent Vittables during this time. Uh, what do you mean? Hope to get him uh, here shortly. Well, Connor just called and he didn't answer. That's what I mean. Uh, well, he needs to call again because he just texted me a minute ago. So I think that <laughs> do you give him the right number? Are you sure? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I gave him the right number, yes. Uh, we can wait and do it next segment. That's fine with me, but yes. Um, what, did he, what, did he, what did he text you? I'm curious. Hey, that, I am not about to divulge a personal text message that I received with uh, confidentiality, okay? Jeez. What, what, what did he say? Did he say, uh, hey, don't ask me any cupcakes like you guys ask Bob every Tuesday at 320? Is that what he said? <laughs> he said waffles is what he said. He said waffles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You think uh, he has uh, any uh, preference at all about the – I mean, because Bob was just, I don't I don't care, 11 a.m., whatever, we'll go wake up and play football. Feels like Brent is wired in a similar way, so we may be upset about the 11 a.m. I don't think it, he really cares all that much. No, I don't think he cares, especially, like, I think if he cares, it's going to be because of recruiting, how how diff- it can be way more difficult to get recruits in at that early of a time and create the environment, like, those things. But as far as, like, having the team ready to play at a specific time, I don't think, I don't think, it's not just, I don't think any coach really cares. But if it can help you provide a better presentation for recruits, well, then like, that's, that's the thing that would irk coaches. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for road games, maybe it's preferred by those guys. But home games, it's a big deal. And, you know, maybe it's less of a deal. I mean, I, I'm sure it's still not preferred at, like, Texas or, or A&M. But when you have a recruiting weekend at OU – you're asking kids to come from Texas. You're asking kids to come from, Can- you know, you're asking kids to come all over the place. I feel like it's harder for a school like OU with 11 a.m. 11 a.m. kicks on a recruiting weekend to get kids in for that because they, I'm sure they can get in in time for the game, Teddy, but it's more than just the game. They want to show them around and be able to, like, have an actual experience around the game rather than just the 60 minutes that are being played. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, you know, it makes it difficult because I'm sure the coaches would like to spend a little time before the game with recruits, before they kind of get into that mode. And, um, you know, it's easy afterwards, an 11 a.m. kick, obviously. But, you know, what you want is you want your your campus in full bloom, right, for the game. 
Uh, you want fans there because the recruits come out. What are they on the field like an hour early or so? I feel like they're out there pretty pretty advanced in pregame, like during warm-ups, the beginning part of warm-ups. And an 11 a.m. kick, like, there's no one in the stadium that early before kickoff. You start talking about 2.30, primetime game, like, it's it's kind of hopping around, around the inside of the stadium. It has a different feel uh, whenever those recruits are out there on the field on those games so i mean that again that's the biggest factor it's way easier to put on a big time presentation you know at at night or in the afternoon than it is early in the morning any chance that the 11 a.m kick deters some ou fans from going to lincoln i said last hour i think it's going to be one of the largest turnouts for a road game that we've seen in a long time because of how fired up everyone is. Um, Lincoln is a very, very doable drive, especially, you know, like Columbus or Knoxville where there was a big show. I think a lot of people are going to show up. The only thing that could throw a wrench in that is this 11 a.m. kick, but I still think there's going to be a ton of Sooner fans invade Lincoln. Well, let me ask you this, because I've never taken a road trip for a game other than to work it. When do the when do people typically set that up? Because if you're if if you've decided that you're now, going and you're setting it up early, then I don't think you've really factored in what time the game is going to be, or do you care? But if it's like a if people typically do that stuff like a couple of weeks in advance, I, maybe that would factor in then. But right now, I don't think so. I mean, you're you're yeah. you're probably since you're going on the road. I think you're less likely to go to a home game because it's an early kick than you are a road game. I mean, on a yeah. road game, you're going to be staying in a hotel, most likely somewhere fairly close to the stadium. Um, you're probably going to be going out and doing stuff the night before. And 11 a.m., if you, when you're on the road, if you're not driving in and setting up a big tailgate, 11 a.m. is not that bad. You know, so I don't, I don't think so at all. And it's not like it's catching anyone. anyone off guard, right? It's not like, oh, yeah. 11 a.m.? We never been. I, I think once you saw, like, once you started planning for the OU Nebraska game, by now it's, oh, yeah, that's probably going to be an 11 a.m. kickoff on Big Noon. So I'm, I think I'm hoping curve, that it doesn't. I don't think it will. I just, I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I think everyone's going to roll out for that one. If your current philosophy when preparing for OU football games is not to prepare for an 11 a.m. and then anything other than that is a gift, then you've been living on the moon for the last decade. Accurate. Text line says, can we not say Lincoln when talking about the Nebraska game? I hate hearing that name. It is interesting. It is interesting. It does bring, uh, bring, bring the former coach's name back into, uh, into the mind. But yeah, it does. I don't know what else you call hey, it. Sorry. Nebraska, just go to Nebraska. Hey, we, we got him, man. Britt oh. Venables is on with us now. Yeah, that's right. He's going to be speaking tonight at the OU Coaches Caravan here live at the Omni Hotel. Just a few tickets are available. Brent, Teddy said that he will do a magic show tonight <laughs> at, the, at the event to help sell the last <laughs> few remaining tickets if you want him to. That's what he said. <laughs> I've been waiting on him to, to do something to contribute somehow, some way to, to Sooner football. Yeah, it wouldn't you know, be the first gave, disappearing act I put off. 
<laughs> we gave him a free ride. My man, my man, you're in a, a lot of debt, Chief. <laughs> I know. I know. That's that is the uh that is the absolute truth. Well, hey, I gotta I gotta clear something up with you because I keep hearing everywhere. I mean it doesn't matter radio, television, online. Should I even expect you guys to, to win a game this year? I mean, you've never been a head coach before. I don't know if you, you, you're experienced enough to get the, the organization and the, uh, the players together. I don't know if you guys can, you know, book the rooms on the road. It's chaos up there. It has to be. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh, hey, we're about to find out. <laughs> hey, look, look, you know, here's what I would say is, um, obviously, I know people know my background. I've been around uh, three Hall of Fame coaches, and Bill Snyder, Bob Stoops, and soon-to-be Dabo Sweeney. Uh, you know, all I've been a part of is success. I've been very fortunate. I've um, never been on a losing team. Don't know what that looks like. Um, I know what the opposite looks like. And been able to, again, be fortunate enough to be a, a coach and a coordinator on a bunch of and a leader of a bunch of amazing units and players, uh, the best of the best at the top of the food chain, whether that's a guy like yourself that's uh, been a Butkus guy and a multiple All-American and, and countless others, or to be the number one defense in college football at multiple stops. Um, you know, coaching is leading. Coaching is inspiring. Coaching is developing. Coaching is challenging. Coaching is responding. Coaching is inspiring. Coaching uh, is 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 responding to adversity. Coaching is strategy. Uh, coaching is connecting, relationship building. Um, coaching is taking somebody or a unit, people, a group to places they can't take themselves. So whether you're you're a position coach or you're a coordinator uh, or you're the head coach, um, it's those things are all the same, and you're either good at it or you're not. You're either good at getting more out of less or you're not. Um, you know how to, uh, you know, you, you know me. Like, I've been somebody that has shown up on 10 my whole career. That's, that's what I do. My, my mindset is if I don't, they won't. And um, I've got to be the example. And I've always taken a lot of pride in being a great example. Um, certainly haven't had my head in the sand. And, um, you know, I've – from a big picture standpoint, maybe it's how you practice. That's what a head coach decides. But he gets, you know, he's taking in input from all of his assistants. How do you, when do you give him some time off? Um, when do you pull back? When do you push and press? Those are all things that you're doing in your own uh, segments and your own sides of the ball anyway. Every single one of those things I just said. So getting guys to play, compete, have the right mindset, that's what every coach uh, is supposed to do, and some are better than others at doing it, obviously. And so all those same, those are all transferable skills. You know, just those are all the same transferable skills. And so leading is leading. And uh, instead of 50 guys, I'm leading, you know, 100 guys. And, um, you know, to me, you know, there's a, a certain degree where you got to be the face of the program. Um, I love that. You know, it's a huge responsibility. Um, but I'm passionate about what I do, where I do it, and who I do it with. And so it's an easy uh, genuine, authentic sale for me um, because I'm invested in this community and this university and the success of this program. 
Um, you know, so I've got, you know, long standing, you know, 20 plus year relationship. So, and then I've hired this amazing staff. Any head coach will tell you the key to his success. There's a few keys. You got to have good players, right? You got to have good players. You don't need a bunch of five stars. That, that's, that's a false reality right there. You know, that's, that's just false. Uh, some people uh, believe that's the only way you can do it. Do you need some, you know, fabulous players? Absolutely. Um, do you develop them? Yep, you got it. How many stars were you, Teddy? Uh, I think I predate the star system, but judging off <laughs> of that era, probably yeah, you, somewhere you probably in the two range. Three star guy. You you would have been a three star guy. And uh, Kerry yeah, after knows after hey, you Kerry, guys Kerry offered given me you a three, he might have given you a three. But my point is, you became a multi year All American and an amazing college football player. Um, you won the Budkus Award. Uh, it was a, a Bednarik Award winner. I mean, you were the best of the best. That's development. And I'm not trying to take um, uh, uh, credit for that, but my point is the development piece is a very real. So learning how to develop uh, the right way is, is a big part of it and finding the right people because the people always make the place, right? So that's part of coaching too is identif- identifying uh, players and, and, um, and recruiting them in, to fit into your particular system. So um, I've got an amazing staff. Okay, that um, can do all those things that I just said. I've, these are long-standing relationships. I didn't just find these guys out of the clouds. Like these guys, this is a very intentional. Let me find the guys that are right fit for me. That are right fit for Oklahoma. That are right fit for this for this time for me. So, um, you know, I've got an amazing staff. I'm that's you know I'm just one person, and uh, so I got to be able to connect with the staff. I got to be able to. Um, I've got to be able to uh, articulate the vision of the program. In a, in a way that's, um, that, that people connect to, that, um, that can rehearse those same beliefs and those same standards because I can't be everywhere at once. And so whether that's a strength coach, whether that's elite recovery, whether that's sports science, that's nutrition, uh, that's academics, um, that's administration, everybody has a role. My job is to articulate the vision, make sure everybody has a very clear understanding of what our values are, what our standards are, what the game plan is, and then you go execute it. So, um, you know, like, like I, I, I kind of snicker at it just because I, and again, I, it's no disrespect. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the challenge. Like what, let, let, let me just say this too. Like what we do is like incredibly hard and difficult and challenging uh, to win. Um, it's all of those things um, to win consistently. Um, you can double down on that, how difficult it is. And so that's not an easy thing to do. What we're getting ready to go into the season and managing all of it is not an easy thing to do whatsoever. It's really hard. It's very challenging. And, um, and, but I've been a part of that for since 1993, my first year as a student assistant. That's, you know, going on 30 years. And so I know exactly what that looks like. You step into this arena in any role, that's what you're signing up for. And so, um, you know, again, I've, I've been equipped. I've been empowered. Um, I've been developed. I've been scarred up along the way. We all need that. And um, I've just had some amazing influences to prepare me for this moment. So this was the right one for me for all the right reasons. It's Oklahoma, you know, incredible alignment uh, from the top with Joe Harris and Joe Castiglione and uh, uh, Zach and Larry and so many people, my family and this community and our children were born here. This was this was an easy one for me, and um, 
And, and I wouldn't have taken this job if, if I wasn't prepared for it, if I didn't know exactly what I'm getting myself into. So, but it's always hard, whether you're the assistant, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're the GA in the weight room, uh, or you're the head coach. It's all hard. There's nothing about what we do that's easy. You're dealing with 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old young people, and you got to get them to buy in. you got to motivate them. you got to hold them accountable. you gotta, you got to get the best out of them every day. Um, you got to develop them holistically. Um, you get you got to you get them to you know again uh, meet the standard each and every day and uh, and compete at the highest level. So um, you know that's the the fun part is just being in this profession. There's a it's result driven and um, but I've been this is like I'm a pig in mud uh, in so many ways and I just got to have the final say on 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 a bunch of things and but you know. You know, I've surrounded myself with good counsel and uh, a bunch of wise people um, that can help me. And, uh, and that's what every head coach I've been around has relied on as well is, is you know, differing opinions. And at, at some point, you've got to make – put your stamp on it. But uh, I've got a, you know, a well-versed staff, too, that, um, that can also be, you know, again, foundationally kind of help me guide this thing the right way. So I can't do it alone. But that's a great question. Uh, hopefully I, I covered that for you. But uh, we ready. You nailed it. Hey, uh, before we get you out of here, Brent, I- I'm curious. Um, talk about your upcoming camps that you have coming up this summer, BrentVenablesFootballCamp.com. Will uh, Jimmy Greenbeans be making an appearance at any of those summer camps this year? Oh, you know he's coming. You know that. <laughs> hey, that's like the secret <laughs> weapon. I'd be, that, would be, uh, that would be negligent of me if I didn't make sure he was there. So he's, he's going to be there. But, no, yeah, you know, again, our football camps are incredibly um, – uh, vital to the growth of our program and development. It's the backbone of what we do. Um, it's about relationships. It's about developing and finding guys that, um, that are football players, not great combine guys, but are great football players. And I want to, I want to see how I want to put them in stressful situations and see how they respond and see how they lead and see if they have competitive stamina. Um, I want to see how they organically are able to develop relationships with our players. I want our players to work our camp, to be alongside with their position coaches and have a new appreciation for what a coach goes through, why, why Johnny won't open up to the right when you asked him and showed him and demonstrated to him to open up to the right and he didn't do it, you know, how hard <laughs> coaching is. And, uh, and then be great recruiters, our players, to be great uh, ambassadors for our program, the face of our program. That's the best resource that we have and our football program are our players. Um, every single thing about our players is what makes that the best resource. So um, I want, you know, to use our camps to attract other high-quality uh, young people and their families. And um, so that's a great opportunity. And, and, of course, you didn't ask me about it, but our ladies' clinic, all you ladies that are out there, it's coming. It's coming quickly, all right? Leave the husbands at home, the boyfriends at home, the sons at home, and this is for the ladies only, July 16th. And uh, we're going to go about from, give or take, around 8 to 4. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be educational. It's going to be at the Lloyd Noble, an air-conditioned uh, arena. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Good music, great demonstrations. We're going to, uh, in, the, in the most simplest terms, we're going to learn the game of football and uh, some new terminology, some drills, some plays. Um, our players are going to be an active part of this as well. And we'll do a few demonstrations. We'll have some volunteers. Uh, and some of the things that uh, we do with our program, everything that touches our 
our program. Every different area from a programmatic standpoint is going to demonstrate as well and put on a some level of a clinic, if you will. So that's nutrition, um, that's strength and conditioning, that's elite recovery, that's sports science, that's soul mission. Everybody will have an opportunity. We're really going to pull the curtain back, lift the cushions up, peel that onion all the way to the core to, to really show you what our program's all about. We're going to have a lot of local vendors will also be a, a part of that uh, so that you can do some shopping while you're there. Who doesn't love to shop, spend some money? And uh, and then, like I said, we're going to have some food, and, and uh, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, But that's the support of the 212 Foundation. Again, that's, that's to support uh, the American Cancer Society, domestic abuse, addiction. And uh, so that's what that's uh, going to support in 212 degrees. We know that's where you get boiling water, but at 211, it's just hot water. And so just one degree more uh, with, the, with the mindset of just care a little more, love a little more, support a little more, give a little more. And uh, so that's what the 212 Degree Foundation is all about. Ladies Clinic will go to support uh, uh, an amazing cause both locally and, and regionally in those areas. I'm going to have to send my wife to that coach. It took me 10 years to finally explain to her <laughs> that I wasn't a lineman. Uh, it, you know, it was just I'm going to have to put her through the paces out there. That's going to be cool. Hey, man, we appreciate you jumping on. Know, it, know you're super busy out there. Uh, never slows down, and we appreciate the work that your guys are putting in. And, uh, yeah, go out and see those camps, BrentVenablesFootballCamp.com, and then um, the ladies' camp coming up July 16th there at the Lloyd Noble. Going to be awesome. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on, man. Y'all have a great uh, Memorial weekend. Same to you. you appreciate Same it. Same to you. All right, uh, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. Stay with us. Davis Construction bringing you our, actually, Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers. I'm all thrown off. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Thursday. Uh, text line, you are very active during that Brent Venables interview. Bobby from Austin says, here's the new Venables bingo card. Teddy needs to pull his weight. 211 is good. 212 is great. Team 128 has done nothing yet. We've got to earn it. It's about the roots, not the fruits. The Teddy needs to pull his weight around here at the beginning was my personal uh, favorite part. I don't know about you, but that was my that was my favorite part of the whole interview. Fantastic. Uh, I'm in debt to the program. <laughs> he is correct on that. Yeah. <laughs> he is correct. Um, good stuff there. Um, Going to be cool. Those football camps are awesome. I think the fact that the players – can go work those camps now is really really cool for those young kids to get out there and intermingle with some of the the players that they look up to and the ladies clinic is pretty cool too um go out there go through some stuff put on some demonstrations put them through some some drill work that's going to be a lot of fun and um yeah good stuff man um you know he mentioned shopping in, yeah. did, you, did you catch that? He mentioned shopping, yeah. and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go. Sure enough, dude, sure enough, text line is, well, Brent, the shopping is, is good here, is it is in California. That was a reference to something we heard a few weeks ago from Caleb oh, yeah. Williams. But as you can imagine, that was that was going on. Uh, no, that was good. Good stuff in there. Um, you know, one of the things that he said is, it's just not true. You don't need a bunch of five stars, and I thought that was—I thought that was really interesting. Um, yep, I agree. And you know, you definitely have to have some some really talented players, but 
I, I, I am a firm believer in the culture is going to win it. I'm a firm believer in that. And I'm not naive to the fact that you've got to have some unbelievable players as well. And, and I, I think that's the truth. But I don't think you have to be – I don't think you have to be number one in recruiting for four years in a row in order to to go they and have a turn Clemson, into a national man. championship. Yeah, they weren't right. rolling off top five recruiting classes at Clemson. Another thing he said is great football players, not great combine guys. Now, I I in no way want to knock the 2000 team, but that team won a national championship. It was a great football team. It may have not been a great combine team, though. There were definitely players on that roster that I'm sure performed well at the Combine. But we've we've mentioned it before. That team won a national championship, undefeated 13-0. But how many of those guys on the offensive side of the ball were in the NFL after their career? I mean, yeah. I don't think that you have to sit there and preach to us that you don't need a whole bunch of five stars. I know that college football has changed, and you do need five stars. But the last time someone won a national championship around here, what Brent Venables just said proves out to be true. Right. No, it, it's right. And and it really was the case for them as well uh, at Clemson. And you just need, uh, you need a big majority of your team to be invested, to be thrilled to be there, to be, um, you know, engaged, wanting to be better, focused on development, focused on team. And, you know, whenever, whenever you have the big majority of if that's what, what your guys are, the rest, the rest tend to follow that. When you've got a, a locker room full of individual egos where everyone's there as a pit stop before they go to the NFL and, you know, counting, you know, going through uh, contracts at different draft spots and how much money they're going to have in the future – when you have a locker room full of that, then uh, you don't you don't get the cohesion and you don't get the buy-in. So I think that's what he's saying is you like you've got to have your massive core of of guys be the guys that are there, are wanting to develop, are not looking towards the future about what they can get out of this, are interested in winning and 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 doing doing things the right way, and that's what that's what the rest will end up doing. So I. Totally on board sure. with that. Totally on board Real with Real quick it. before we hit a break, uh, text line says, Miss Teddy thinking Teddy was a lineman made me laugh more than it should have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, whenever we first story, met. story, by the way. Yeah. When we first met, she was, like, she was at the gym with her trainer or something, and she was telling her trainer that we'd gone on a date or whatever, and and I guess she was telling the trainer that I was a lineman. And someone overheard that, that walked so up and was like, no, he is not a lineman. <laughs> He's a linebacker. Yeah, way to eavesdrop on the conversation. Yeah, no, Jeez, had a no super doubt. fan at the gym that day. Man. No doubt. Pretty funny. Pretty funny stuff. It's probably right. Bob uh, from Cement is who it was, by the way. Probably, probably who was eavesdropping at the gym. Probably. Uh, we got to hit a timeout. We got to hit a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number one next. Tyler's up there at the Omni. Tonight's the last Sooner Caravan stop. I'm hanging out at Newcastle Casino. We got happy hour going on from three to six every day. Three dollar domestics and five dollar wells. Come see us. Follow.
It is The Rush, live on The Ref. We are the home of Sooner fans, live at the Omni Hotel in Oklahoma City, getting ready for the OU Coaches Caravan. Teddy is at the Newcastle Casino. It's almost college football preseason magazine time for me, Teddy, which means I'm going to aimlessly throw away $40 for Lindy's Athlon and Feel Still. Athlon just released uh, their top 25. They've got USC oh, nice. at number nine in the top ten. They got a pretty standard top five, by the way. They got USC at number nine. Uh, they've got Baylor at eleven. OU at thirteen. And their explanation for that is, we want to see how well this new roster and this new staff meshes together. That's their big question. Which, wow, okay. it's funny. They want to see how the new roster and new staff meshes together, but they don't want to see how the new roster and new staff meshes together at the University of Southern California. Well, I mean, top number nine ranking. Yeah, they feel like it's already set, that it's just going to be a great year. Do you think they realize that um, only Lincoln Riley and the wide receiver coach on his offensive staff, went with him to USC? <laughs> From this, well, Clark Stroud. We can't forget about Clark, right? Well, right. I mean, I guess as an administrative position, but do you think anyone in college football media realizes that? That his no, offensive they think the whole staff, roster and the whole coaching staff is at OU right now. That's what they think. At USC, they think the whole whole staff yeah, is at yeah, yeah, yeah. is at USC. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, but hey, um, I yeah, I don't think it's a problem. I'm I'm fine with it. I just I just love calling out the um, gotta hit a break. Yeah, gotta hit a break. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got hour number two next. Tyler's there from the Omni. I'm here from Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned.